Hey, what's good, homies? Welcome back to the High Kicks podcast. Today, it will just be me. Brian is having technical difficulties, so similar to when I had technical difficulties, I'll just be taking over. I had to wait a little bit to actually try to upload this because I had to see the way that the fixtures turned out, and um, thoroughly disappointed. Uh, I can't really say anything else. Starting off, Man City's in first, so I need to go throw up. I hate everything about it. Man U's in second. Love that, but we need to take first. City's still a game in hand, so not sure what's going to happen with that. Leicester's still holding in third. And some wonderful news. Wonderful news. Liverpool is sitting in fifth, and the highest they can get is fourth with their game in hand against Spurs. And with their form, they're about to get scored on like six to eight times once Allison shows he's the best keeper in the world again. Very, very possible, just because Allison day in and day out has been playing amazing for that club, but we'll see how run of form works. Starting off, today is Wednesday the 27th. And I hate myself because Man U is losing to Sheffield. Yeah, um, I'm gonna <sighs> definitely can't wait to see Diallo and the team and can't wait to see what Man U does with the January transfer window, if anything, just because it is Sheffield. That one really hurt. That one hurt a lot. And City's probably about to beat them 8-0, just like they just won 5-0 against West Brom. And West Brom have a better keeper this year than Sheffield. No offense to Sheffield, but West Brom's keeper has been amazing this year. Also, in transfer news, because I mentioned the transfer of Diallo to Man U, we'll see how that works out. Arsenal are officially better than Chelsea. Without a doubt, uh, they just got Martin Odegaard from Real Madrid, and I, I can't express how great that is for them. I hate Arsenal, and I hate Chelsea, but I'd rather Arsenal do better than Chelsea right now so I can like make fun of Chelsea. I, I hate them slightly more, I guess. Sorry for showing such bias, but um, Odegaard's an amazing player. He's quality. He's better than Brandt. Honestly, with his potential, I could see him being like a Royce if Royce didn't get hurt. He is that amazing on the ball and just has one of the greatest shots at being... He, he literally could practically be like a Bergkamp for that team if he actually reaches his potential. If he becomes like that... I. Arsenal's scary as all hell. They literally have Saka, they have Odegaard, they have other young talent. They literally are sending people out on loan who they don't really need right now. Like, despite like them sort of needing a center back, Saliba going to Nice may be a massive improvement for him, just because we'll see how that turns out. Kolasinic to Schalke is a great move for them, just because. They may be able to sell him on as well. And they also brought in a backup for Leno because of his injury history. So they picked up Matt Ryan from Brighton. Honestly, great moves all around. 
another team that I have to mention who's making massive moves in the transfer window is Villa. And despite them not actually making like massive moves generally, uh, they tend to be very quiet. Uh, they decided to sign an amazing class center mid slash CDM who can fit in their team perfectly. Morgan Sanson from Marseille, beautiful for that team. He could potentially be uh, what Bakioko was supposed to be for Chelsea a couple years ago. If he's able to pull that out, I, I honestly could be scared of Villa uh, breaking ahead of Arsenal and being even just that amazing for that team. Arsenal is currently ranked 9th, and Villa's currently ranked 10th with two games in hand, but Villa, the way that they're playing, it haven't been in the best run of form, but they're versing Southampton in their next game, so we'll really get to see how they all mesh, and Grelish has been amazing, as we've gone on week in and week out about. And, of course... Chelsea just messed up entirely. They officially got rid of Tamori, um, and they brought in a new coach mid-season. They finally sacked Lampard. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. They brought in Thomas Tuchel as the replacement. Sorry for botching his name. I'm awful at that. Um, but... Honestly, I because of his experience, like he may be deemed a better coach overall, but they still drew Wolves today at home. So I, I don't know how excited you can really be about that. They're still playing with Rudiger at the back. They need to probably move on from Rudiger. They need to move on from Jorginho. They need to move on from, well, they just need to get rid of Keppa. Like, that's not even a question. Like, get rid of him. They have Zuma. Despite Zuma's injury history, you need to play him more. You They, they just need to make a lot of moves in that squad that I, I just have no clue what the hell they're doing. And I don't know how they lined up today. Like, why did you go for a 3-4-2-1? Why? Have you have you suddenly realized like oh we can put Giroud up top instead of putting instead of putting Werner up top just because Werner's missing everything and can't finish like his lunch but like you just can't like I I don't know what they're doing they need to start doing the two striker set they need to start actually playing like like the old Chelsea which I used to be scared of like even though they dominated this game like they still aren't clinical they still can't finish anything similar to like Leeds and even Leeds won like what like if we're talking about a team who's been like so off recently Leeds actually was able to be it was only Newcastle so I, I will a little bit of grain of salt in there but like like, come on, you can't be doing that. You can't be underperforming against Wolves when Wolves is so injured right now and Wolves is just sort of playing very meh football overall. Like, 
Semedo is playing like pretty well overall. Neto is playing really like I'm not gonna take away from their attack. Their attack has been very prevalent, Wolves. But with the loss of Jimenez, it's just been massive for that club. They they lost so much with that, and I I just can't understand what direction they're going. Something that's super exciting, super exciting to see, is that Everton's officially back in that form. Uh, before they lost Digne. Dinier's back, and they just picked up exactly from where they were. They are playing great football overall. I, Ancelotti just knows exactly what to do with that squad right now. I totally respect everything that he's doing. Godfrey's playing amazing. Keane's playing amazing out of the back. Yarimina is literally just being a massive presence like all over. But then when you look at Leicester, Leicester has James Justin surprising everyone like oh my god is he playing great uh Fafan is playing amazingly and then you just get to see Tielmans and Madison be class week in and week out with Ndidi Barnes and it, it doesn't even matter who they put up at front at that point and they don't even have to start Soyuncu like are you serious they don't need to start Pereira or Soyuncu. Like, both are better than a lot of players at Man U. Like, Pereira isn't better than Wambasaka. But, crap, like, I'd probably take him at left back. He's amazing on both sides, no matter what. And then Soyuncu, team of the season, like last season or the season before i'm pretty sure it's last season like i i don't understand they are in such good form as well they're just playing perfect counter-attacking football and schmeichel's just being that solid rock for them i'm pissed but like i have to give them props they're playing so well they're scary enough where looking at the table right now them sitting in third is not a pretty sight they can easily overpass man U. And I'm really scared about the next game against Arsenal, just because we did lose today against Sheffield. Moment of silence, please. Alright, um, but we did lose against Sheffield, so big, big whoops. Another thing that's massive in terms of transfer news, sorry to be so scatterbrained real quick, but jumping back to Man United transfer news... There are links for Lingard to leave over to West Ham. Honestly, great move for the club if they're able to pull this move off, uh, even if it's on loan. West Ham was able to win today without like a prominent person like that at like center attacking mid. They have Benrahma. I'm sorry for butchering his name, but the Algerian center mid who used to play wing and just is amazing. Like he he's a class player overall, but I honestly think Lingard could slot into the starting spot in this team. And then if you have Declan Rice playing behind him, honestly, if I was man, you, I would try to do a deal to try to get Declan Rice into our midfield and then have a triple cam scenario where you have Bruno, Pogba, and Van de Beek with Greenwood, Martial, 
and Rashford up top as like a possibility, like one of those three, no matter like the day. And then I just don't think we would lose any games. Like, the way that Declan Rice plays and the way that Mitomine plays, that is one of the scrappiest, one of the most class, like, leaders. I, I'd i be super impressed. I don't think they'd be able to pull off that move. Um, that, that would be a lot. That would be a lot. But everyone wants him. So we'll see if he stays at West Ham for a while meaning Declan Rice, but still, they were able to beat Palace today, and that's a massive move for them, or yesterday, uh, beating Palace yesterday was massive for them, just because need to keep up the string of form, and see if they can keep it going, but of course, Zaha is doing as he does, he scored another goal, and he's just continuing his run of form, just clapping back at everyone, and just putting goals in the back of the net. I I honestly love the way that he's been playing recently, and I, I hate it when he touches the pitch against Man U, but stuff happens. Yeah, Zaha is filthy. Uh, I really have been appreciating his game more and more. Speaking of an ex-Man U player, we have to look back on Manchester United's win over the weekend over Liverpool. Despite the scrappiness of the game at points and despite the chippiness, Bruno Bruno, Bruno hit a beautiful free kick, unsavable, super hard into the bottom corner. He's just been such a run of form. I love watching him play every single time that I can. And it it's just been amazing. Like I honestly am so thoroughly impressed by just the way that he's been able to fit the team and make the other players actually excited to play you were able to see Pogba really have a shift in attitude despite him wanting to leave earlier in the season you get to see the awakening of Greenwood as well as not all talk because recently he hasn't been performing that much he was able to score that goal despite Liverpool not having a center back, I still think it was in a big game, so that was class. But overall, I've been relatively impressed with the way that Man U's playing, but with the loss today, I, I sort of have to not be too happy. Some stat that I'm really surprised I'm even saying this at all. Lacazette is ranked ninth. In goals in the Premier League. How? That's all. Because he just isn't playing at any real quality. He's sort of been playing really off recently. And he's been missing a lot of sitters. Which has been pissing me off. Because the balls in are amazing to him. Sokka's been feeding him, everyone's been feeding him, and he's just sort of like, oh, is it bar season, or is it uh, straight at the keeper season? So, I'm thoroughly surprised that he's even sitting anywhere around, like, ninth. I I still don't get the whole Aubameyang thing, but, yeah, no one does, so, whatever. But, it's scary, 
they just got Odegaard. So maybe Lacazette's numbers will increase even more. You never know. You really never know until we actually get to see Odegaard in the Prem. Because look at Havertz. Havertz is underperforming drastically for Chelsea. And you just see such underperformances by Chelsea recently. It's it's sad because they're such a good team to watch and they're so talented on paper. That it, it's just one of those FIFA teams where it's like, oh, so we actually have everything and we can do everything. But in real life, they just are not meshing well. Like, it's bizarre that Pulisic is the best player on that team. Week in and week out, Pulisic is the best player on Chelsea. When they have Kai Havertz, they have Timo Werner, they have Zayic, they have Thiago Silva, they have Ben Chilwell. Like, I, I just can't get it. I, I, I'm a little dumbfounded. I think we've come time to start talking about this week's upcoming games that will be really exciting to see and just games that are happening because not all of these are that exciting. Like Man City versus Sheffield, taking that 8 nothing City. Sadly, City's extending their run, and sadly, they probably are looking like they're going to win the title. They are the most dominant team in the Prem, and the injury to Van Dyke only helped assert themselves. Uh, we get to see... Everton versus Newcastle, that's an easy win for Everton, especially with Digne and especially with the run of form they've been currently having. Wolves Palace, I would really like to see Wolves bounce back, potentially winning like, I would say like 3-2. I think it would be a really chippy game, but I would personally really enjoy seeing that. Back to the Everton-Newcastle game, I will make a prediction 4-1 for that. Uh... Moving on, we get to see West Brom and Fulham. I'll take a 1-1 draw because Fulham's a draw artist. Southampton versus Villa. I'm going to take Villa 3-1 if they actually play. Then we get into the two most exciting games that are happening before Sunday. So tomorrow, Spurs-Liverpool comes. No defense for Liverpool. So I'm taking Spurs 3-1, Salah scoring the goal, and then it will be two by Kane, one by Son, or vice versa. But they will be assisting to each other with one other assist by Ndubele. I think so. Yeah, I'll call that. And then the most exciting thing to come out of the entire weekend will be Manchester United versus Arsenal. As a Man U fan, I obviously have to shoot for our boys, Man U. And also, they have an undefeated road record. So, just gotta go for that. I, I'll i take it 3-2. Because the way De Gea played, not very impressive. Honestly, I hate to say this, is actually playing well. But if... I don't think the medical will clear to have Odegaard play for Arsenal yet. Hopefully not. I'd I'd be a little shook if he would slot right in the team immediately. But I think Arsenal's becoming a scary team, and they'll show that they're in the competition for top eight easily and potentially top four. 
with this game. So we'll be able to see how that goes. Uh, one of the goals I'll call right now, I'm going to assume, I'm going to try to guess that Xhaka will score a goal for Arsenal. And I'm going to say Martial scores, even though the Fab Pig has been in such a crap route of form recently. It's absolutely disgusting. But that that's another story entirely. That should wrap it up for this week's episode. Hopefully, Brian will be back in our next one. We're still just dealing with some technical difficulties. It's difficult trying to do all this stuff with COVID. Um, but we're trying our best to get stuff out to you guys. And I hope you guys are really enjoying everything. Stay safe. Have a wonderful weekend. And we'll see you back next week. Love you guys. Peace.